0: Everybody is I. You all know you are you and wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies It doesn't make any difference. You are all of them and when they come into being, that's you coming into
1: being How's it going everyone hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world In this one today This was a live recording uh, fresh off the canvas again that I just recorded last night to start this thing I had a bit of observing my thoughts around a a common question that a lot of you always reach out and ask and it's a common thing within when you're kind of on your journey um, and that's obviously the the perspective and the point of kind of when we are starting to spiritually kind of activate ourselves and and come into great truths you know this obviously is triggering for a lot of friends around us and obviously through that period we can kind of lose a lot of friends after and during um, spiritually waking up. So I wanted to attack that, and then also I got into some really deep stuff. There were some great uh, interactions by the people on the live who were, who were watching this last night. and um, So it really uh, activated and brought up some really interesting... Um, sometimes I don't even know where uh, some of the information comes from, but when it's activated, when people ask questions, uh, it starts coming um, through and in- into me. So... Anyway, it's a good one. I hope you enjoy it. If you can, as always, check out the one-off donation option, please. It's the best way to support the podcast. It really helps in every little bit of donation, even if it's just like the price of a cup of coffee, you know, it goes such a long way. I really mean that. And um, I also have a Patreon page as well. And if you're interested in any personal coaching, I've opened up the space for that now currently as well. Um, I don't know how long the spaces are going to remain open for, but right now uh, the coaching places are open again. And I'm taking on more co- uh, coaching people, air uh, clients. So, um, if you're interested in like having maybe someone who you can speak to, or you need a bit of help on your journey, um, um, that's I'm fine to do that. So, please reach out to me in whatever shape or form you find necessary. So, enjoy this one anyway. Big love. How's it going everyone um i'll let a few people jump in on the live give a few people a bit of time to jump on i uh, hope the wi-fi is okay uh, because i'm currently in the middle of nowhere uh, in the camper van i'm in the mountains in the middle of nowhere so i hope the wi-fi is okay Um so hopefully that will be okay and it'll sort itself out um so as always in these uh, conversations i want to kind of open up the floor and the space for others to kind of add their input and also kind of have open up a good discussion and dive into some really deep stuff and um, the theme of this one day i, I want to really kind of like talk about the topic of as we're going through a spiritual awakening how we kind of just to start this anyway Um, before you jump in and start asking questions but i wanted to speak about the topic of kind of losing our friends through a spiritual awakening because uh, i get a lot of people who kind of reach out and ask this question of a. in regards to this in regards to a spiritual spiritual awakening how when they kind of like start waking up or basically when when they're in the middle of a spiritual awakening uh, a lot of the times you know we, we we can lose friends through that process um, and i think we can all kind of relate to that a lot of us who have been kind of um on this journey of self-discovery if you want to use that word or on the truth of, on the path of divine truth um you know it triggers a lot of people but it also kind of like you can find yourself in a situation where you feel, where you're by yourself on your own spiritual journey. Um, and I think as well, like, you know, losing friends and, you know, after enduring a spiritual awakening, it's a it's a really, it's a common thing, you know. And like, I remember when uh, Dolores Cannon uh, said this beautiful quote where she said about how, and she was speaking of the process of kind of like people moving away from you, from you in your life. And she said that, um, you know, people in your life will uh, will eventually just kind of disappear and they'll no longer be in your life. And she said, like, you know, they'll still be there. They'll still be in your life. But you, you won't contact them, you know, like you can still message them. You can still pick up the phone and call them, but you won't. <laughs> and um and i think that reason to that why that is is because it's not the only reason because there's multiple reasons but one of the big reasons why that is and the reason why you don't just contact people um when you can no longer kind of match their frequency anymore um and your energies are no longer are sort of uh, compatible is because everything in this place is about frequency and you know that energy like i said before can just no longer become compatible and it's interesting because on the journey of like waking up you know we all know that you know our friends and our family are you know they're a fundamental part of of our environment you know we for example we have relationships with many different people in our lives you know and the unfortunate thing which a lot of people don't really kind of come to terms with is that you know a lot of our relationships in our lives are actually not based on truthful interactions you know we obviously Initially, um, we kind of like interact with people in our lives and create kind of camaraderie, if you want to use that word, um, with people through a lot of our kind of, you know, our common interests and passions and things like that. And also, which a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to this topic of awakening, is our law of attraction. So to basically touch on it, um, I've spoken about this on many different podcasts, but in our lives, uh, we have a we all have a law of attraction that's based on our emotional state. Uh, emotional state we all have a law of attraction that's based on on the the soul condition that we hold with inside of ourselves on the condition of love that we have and things are turning up in our lives to teach us um, in many different shapes and forms and most importantly a lot of the time that is coming up in the shape of people around us so that's basically how the law of attractions work you know so for example, you know like when we are around a group of friends for example, you start waking up and you start questioning many different topics whatever it may be. There's many different topics that we all start questioning on the journey to spiritual awakening, you know. And for example, if like one of my scenarios that played out for me, I remember when I was you know I was around me close friends and stuff and they were it was quite, quite a, a like a laddie culture and everyone was like drinking alcohol and going out on a Friday night and stuff. And, you know, I started questioning, like, should I be drinking alcohol? Do I want to be drinking alcohol? And, you know, that brings up a, a kind of a lot of trigger points, not only for, for yourself emotionally, but also others around you. And, you know, for example, you know, um, you know, for example, it was my kind of, it was the ch- my change in, in, in the belief, you know, that, that actually caused, you know, uh, um, caused this uh, um, a caused this kind of what's the word I'm looking for caused this this emotional response from people around us you know and it's and obviously that's not going to happen on every single occasion you know you might have a, a group of friends who you kind of start waking up and they also are maybe uh, secretly thinking about the same things but on many occasions when you kind of like um raise something new to a group or, or a friend friendship for example or even a family <clears throat> and they have a certain belief system around that you know it's going to trigger them really hard you know um and a lot of people, a lot of times, sorry, that's to do with <coughs> emotional reasons, you know. Like in life, a lot of the things why we do certain things, it always has like an emotional reason behind a lot of the time why we're doing st- stuff, you know. um, You know, so for example, like you might be able to change, you know, one or two things and you're not going to really trigger many emotional responses. But try going on a, a spiritual awakening and triggering you know, start changing like 10 or 20 things in your life or even more, you know, you're going to cause a lot of um, emotional turmoil with your friends and you're also going to cause a lot of shit. <clears throat> and the reason why I feel that is, is because emotionally, the the gap between you and your friend, because cause it's obviously, you, you're emotionally used obviously on different sides of the spectrum. You know, one person might be doing a lot more work than the other person. You know, the gap between you emotionally is going to be too far, like it's going to be far too much, you know. Um, and you're going to basically change the identity in which you have you know it's not going to like you know <laughs> it's an in that that may not be comfortable you know for 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 example for your friends who who have kind of an, an identity built up in their perception of you or they perceive you in a certain way of being or they believe you're a certain type of human being you know because you're going to be starting to develop certain parts of you so emotionally so you're going to becoming a new person you know and it's going to change the identity that they hold of you in their minds you know so, you know, so basically when you start like you know, when you start operating from ultimate truth, you know, it's gonna bring up a lot of them different emotions in the relationships, you know, and it doesn't have to kind of like um you know, it, it's for example, what I'm trying to say is that one of the, the the one of the biggest things that we all kind of start um starts happening in our journey is that when one person starts to to work on themselves you know you're going to be you're going to be kind of like the other person kind of feels like like you're starting to judge them for example you know like we've all been in that position where for example like someone around us is starting to work on a certain aspect with inside of themselves and then you will kind of like emotionally the uh, something that will come up inside of you will be saying like oh well if he's starting to not drink alcohol then that me must mean that i might have to or he's going to start judging me because i'm drinking alcohol you know and, um, and that's a common theme that you start to see, you know, because we all, judgment is a big thing that we all do to one another, you know. And, you know, and as you're on the on the path to awakening, you know, you're going to obviously naturally start to attract new people. That's just a part of the journey. But there's going to be a period, and this is like a big kind of thing within the spirituality community, which a lot of us kind of, you know, we, we sit in the middle of this for quite a long time in our journeys, is where... Um, and I know a lot of you out there who also say this all the time because you reach out to me and there's a middle path where you um before you start attracting new people because you because you've started to wake up you know all your old friends you know for example are are no longer kind of you know wanting to be your friends anymore as you know that always happens so there's this kind of like this middle path where you're starting to gain more truths your old friends don't want to be around you anymore and you there's kind of like this um This middle path where you you feel alone you're by yourself and you're starting to have these thoughts like you know i'm never going to have no one around us there's never going to be no friends around us um but you know that's not a that's not a truth you know that's not a that's not a true truth because you know um it's just it's just not you know it's um it's just a basically a part of that um it's part of that kind of that 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 middle part of the awakening where you're kind of like you're starting to you know you're going through that m- metamorphosis you know where the universe and your law of attraction is starting to to sort itself out you know and starting to actually bring new things and blossom new things into your in your life you know and um you know for example um i lost my train of thought i was going to say um yeah what i was going um, uh, to say again yeah i was going to say as well and something obviously a common theme that comes up as well you know you get like a lot of people um who obviously you'll when you're starting that journey of waking up you're going to get a lot of emotional pressure but at the same time because you're in this middle stage of a limbo and you're struggling to fit in you're going to also start putting a lot of emotional pressure on yourself so not only have you got your family and you've got your friends but also yourself is putting a lot of emotional pressure on yourselves. You know, you're going to get your friend, you're going to have friends even saying like things like, you know, you're in a cult, you're joining a cult. Hey, look, look, they're a cult, mind you, you, you become becoming a cult. They're all um, wearing robes or something, you know, like they're all in a cult. Um, so you're going to, you're going to start kind of like getting that off your friends, you know, as well. Like you're going to, that's one that I get quite a lot, you know, you're joining a cult. Don't be joining a cult. <laughs> There's a cult over there. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just one of them things, you know, it's like the, it's like the, it's one of them things to like the propaganda, you know, as well, that, that, that comes through these emotions, but it's just, it's all good, you know? And, um, like I said, you know, in that in-between stage where you are kind of like in limbo and you don't want to kind of associate with, you know, your old emotions, you don't want to kind of put yourself back in the same environment, you're kind of trying to figure things out, you know, there's going to be a, a, a kind of, a an in-between stage, like I said before, you know, where you start kind of, um, you know, in a way you can kind of start modifying your own truth to kind of fit in again. You know, this was the same for me in my life when I was going through this stage in my life where I was waking up and I was kind of working on a lot of different aspects and I didn't want to be carrying out the same actions I was carrying out. But then I would have like, I would be feeling lonely. So I would like have this psychological dialogue in my mind where I was like, should I just, should I just kind of like drink alcohol just so I can fit in? You know, or should I just be, uh, you know, having eaten this food that I don't want to really be eating that's not currently at my highest truth right now so there is like this kind of this middle path where we kind of sometimes you know we'll start modifying you know our truth in a way to just 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 to fit in you know and and it's interesting because when you really sort of like stumble into your own like divine truth if you want to use that word you know if you if you you truly have like self-love for yourself you know you're never going to ask yourself you know to to modify um, modify anything over your truth you know you're never going to um, modify your own um, understanding of spirituality you know it's because ultimately that's going against you It's going all that's going against yourself you know and 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 the only tr- and if you, if you think about the only true relationship that you can have really is when you embody truth you know if you're not embodying truth in any in any of your like circumstances you know you're never ever gonna like really have a truthful relationship anyway so we all know that like um, the relationships that were in our life years ago, you know, they probably wouldn't, they, they, they're not no longer here now anyway. Because as you've evolved, you've embodied greater truths, and as you've started to to have self love for yourself and embody that in every single interaction, you know, it's actually created a greater law of attraction. So there's no gonna be, there's not gonna be a real relationship anyway, if you're not embodying that truth from day one, you know, and that's why people, when some people do have a relationship, and and they have that kind of, like, different identities, or they pretend to be someone else, or whatever it may be, you know, that's, it, eventually, it kind of, it starts to unravel, you know, and, like, they, they can no longer, can, that, that relationship kind of falls off, you know, when you're not basically, like, operating through that lie, that ultimate truth, you know, and, you know, obviously, if, like, kind of, you know, you know, basically, any person who doesn't, who doesn't accept you know the choices of of you you know as kind of all these new kind of like understandings that you have in your mind of what you want to be doing you know they're gonna obviously going to project naturally going to project a lot of negativity towards you on your journey you know and I think that's why a lot of people kind of like um when these pressures come you know a lot of people want to kind of dip the toes back into the old way of being because it's a lot easier just to survive you know it's a lot easier to kind of go along with the status quo you know it's a lot easier to go along with the matrix you know and that's kind of that in between state, as I was talking before, you know. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of these problems kind of occur through this awakening journey, as you know, is through the lens of like the emotion that a lot of us want to kind of, you know, we want a lot of other people to, to, um, especially when it comes to relationship, we want someone else to kind mm-hmm. of like, um, you know, it's kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you want a lot of other people to, to um we want a lot of of other people to to kind of like um understand us understand us kind of fully if that makes sense you know but when it comes to like when it comes to like spirituality and and waking up you know and and i'm also guilty of this but there's many of us as well one of the biggest things i've noticed that whenever when a lot of us are kind of learning you know all this amazing truth you know and we we don't just want to kind of you know we don't we don't just want to kind of talk about what are you coming to a new truth and it's like oh look at this new truth for example or something like that you know we also are guilty of this process too because we expect someone through that process to kind of feel the same joy as us as well so you're already kind of lowering your soul condition through that because you're expecting someone else to feel the same same joy joy as that you know like they're not ultimately kind of operating through the same truth as you you know um so it can kind of go both ways you know when you're waking up waking up too you know and um you know, one of the biggest truths is that when you are on the journey of, like, spiritual awakening, you start operating from that divine truth. Like I said before, if you're not operating from divine truth, you know, your relationships are not going to, it's not going to be a true relationship anyway. But, you know, if if you were kind of taking, you know, care of all your kind of, like, your spirituality and your desires, um, spiritually, physically, um, psychologically, all different angles, you know, you would not desire anyone else, um to do like what you needed them to do you know so that's kind of like a big thing anyway so i just wanted to add uh, my opinion on that um i hope that kind of like brought a bit more clarity on kind of like the journey of spiritual awakening because like i say, a lot of people do reach out and i just wanted to add a little bit of a observe my thought that i had around it but tonight i just wanted to have a more of a free for all to be honest and just wanted to jump in and see um you know see what all you had to say about this topic and and just have a good ramble and see where we can dive down the rabbit hole you know i'm feeling frisky let's dive deep um how's it going everyone i can see all the comments um so the first question i can say anyway is gary says what about on a bigger metaphysical level being around highly advanced beings in terms of frequency um yes yeah, so i think i know what you mean by that is um so when it comes to like this topic, if you if you're referring to this topic, but anyway this will be a good run anyway. If you're not referring to, to specifically to this topic, um, but basically um, something that I've come to truth with is like when I was describing before about how um, from a frequency level, like you know in our lives, how naturally we can't be around other people um whose frequencies are completely different to us, and that's just obviously a natural process of spiritual awakening. And something I've come to truth with is that. For example, like I've been like doing a lot of deep work lately and I've been starting to tap into like other big knowledge that's beyond this just physical reality, you know, and um, one of the truths that I've come into contact with is I found out that when you kind of meet, um, you know, more highly advanced beings who who have a higher emotional state than you, if you want to use that, even though they wouldn't call themselves highly advanced beings, but I'm just using that for language and context, uh, you can come in contact with other like people who have a really high frequency and you find this in general on the physical plane you know where you can't you can't interact with them uh i mean you can try but a lot of the times their frequency will be so high that it's just too much you know and um that it just becomes too much to be around them um, because their frequency is so high and and i've found this i I've found I've, I've interacted with it a few times for example when um I've been at certain um, self-sustainable sustainable communities, for example, and, you know, they ha- they've been holding the frequency so high because they're off-grid or they're other, like, for example, they're in nature all the time and, um, you know, like, they've got the, the ground in themselves and not, like, um, in the Monday life. You know, you go into that environment, you feel the frequency that they're on such a high vibe because they've been, they're so clean and they're not kind of, like, interacting with the Monday world. That when you go into there you feel the frequency change and for some people that can be too much you know you can even go into a self-stable community and you can be sick you know you can you can puke up you can start purging you know like for example you can be around a group of people who's someone who's highly vibration and you might need the toilet you know you might be shitting your pants <laughs> which i've found quite a lot you know or you might be kind of um releasing some stuff you know like there's, pe- there's people who can who are on a higher frequency who can help like affect people in that man- manner but obviously on the metaphysical plane there is also um highly advanced beings who will kind of you know when you are at a certain emotional state a lot of them are so advanced that they're actually ha- are tuning down their emotional um state so that you can actually be around them because if their emotional state was actually so high you wouldn't even be able to be in the same them, which is really interesting um and that's something that i've, I've been feeling into a lot lately so there is a like kind of like, um, higher people who will kind of like, they'll start tuning down their emotional state so that you can kind of be around them because it can be too painful because, because they're operating at such a high frequency, um, and their like emotional state and their soul condition is very high. Um, it actually, will, it, it's too painful for other people to be around them, which is really interesting. That's a, a new truth that I've been coming into contact with. Um. Ali said, Hi, Dan and Dan Laura. Uh, she's still there. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, she's still here. Uh, she's doing her own thing tonight, though. I um, uh, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, someone said, My V Hope said, My frequency is, is always on 420 MHZ. Love that. Exia um, said, tesla's manifestation the 369 methods involves writing down what you'd like to manifest three times in the morning six times during the day and nine times in the evening yeah what's interesting like um obviously i've been coming at a lot of truths about the law of attraction you know and there is like there is a when it comes to manifestation there is like kind of a a western understanding that you kind of just you know you just manifest in your mind what you want and that's how it works but actually the, the the bigger law of attraction that's working on this planet and sometimes it's kind of sometimes hard to to really embody this information, because it 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 starts making you realize that it's it's it's, it's um you have to really do a lot of work to, to tr- make make the true manifestation and clear a lot of these emotional wounds out. But in our lives, like I said before, when I started this, in our lives, the true law of attraction that's turning up is the things that we need to work on. Um, not in all cases, um, but in a lot of the cases in lives, um, you know, the God God's love is turning up for us in a way where it's presenting certain people, um, in certain situations. And one of the hardest things we can do in our lives, and this is kind of like, it can be brutal to understand this. Um, You know, I've felt it on a soul level sometimes and I'm like, fuck, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) But um, when you kind of like allow yourself to be open to to God's um, laws and God's nature and God's love um, in a way that is... You know you allow yourself to be open that for so that no matter what turns up in your life you're going to be open for it just just to learn from it good or bad and you know and that can be quite scary you know because like i remember like you know when i went through the like the spiritual attack it was like really like you know it was really frightening you know it was like it was something i'd never experienced before and obviously now i've like developed a lot more tools around it um and, and it's obviously evolved, helped my soul evolve but when I was going through that spiritual attack, you know, at that time it was so scary and it didn't feel like that when I was in there. But it's kind of like having these big experiences, good or bad, whatever it may be, and just have, and trying to embody, and it's easier to said than done because I'm still learning a lot of this too. But it's kind of like allowing your soul to remember that, you know, whatever turns up for you, eventually it is for the greater good, you know. It will help you evolve and it will help you ascend. And when you're in there, it's not easy. It's not it's it's not as easy to kind of understand that you know because you might feel like you're physically going to die or something you might feel like you're never going to get out of this place but having that understanding in your mind and, and embody the understanding that and open to the fact that whatever god is bringing you is is it's all for you to help you heal and ascend because i i know that one day that we'll, i know for a fact that when we cross over um out of this physical temporary body that we will kind of come in the truth with that, you know, you'll start realizing that everything in the physical plane that turned up for you was to help you heal, and um, and to to hold greater love within you. But it's not it's not always hard. It's it's a lot harder. It's a lot easier said than done, you know. Like when you're in there, it's like, nah, this is not. I'm not taking this. <laughs> there was there was times when like there was times through that that spiritual attack when the only thing that I could do. Was because it was so brutal and that things I was going through. Like, after the initially, I couldn't do this, but I was ha- having to kind of just like try and distract my mind from certain things. I was having to like watch the in betweeners <laughs> and chill out. But, um, you know, and there was like a kind of a tussle between kind of like embodying that versus kind of like fucking about, you know. <laughs> so it's just like a part of the journey, you know. Um, but it's really cool what you said though, Exactly. I hope I didn't go too much on a rant there. Um, Mal- malch for me i think that's how you brown said hey dan uh, uh, i'm very new into my spirituality journey i notice 11 11 a lot and other patterns in time like 10 le- 10 10 2, 2, 2 etc what does this mean uh, thanks dude um yeah so like this is not really something that i mean obviously i do pay attention to everything because i believe that that everything in in this place like i've just said before is turning up for us and i 100 believe that that the if you are open to it, and if you're open to the to the universe, if you want to use that word, I use the word God, whatever you feel comfortable using. Um, if you're open to like the universe operating through many different forms, like physical and non metaphysical, and you just open yourself up to like to that form of communication, and you fully kind of um, embody that, that 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 is possible, and you like you know you open up that space inside you, then I believe that you know the the non material can be. Come the material so that's why i believe like one of the things that i've started to come into truth with is is like you know tarot cards for example like there's a lot of stigmas around tarot cards and people are like you know tarot cards are bullshit i um, mean you know and i didn't used to like hold tarot cards up there or anything like that in the past but as i've kind of started to use them like for example laura uses tarot cards a lot and as I've kind of been like sitting in them ceremonies and feeling out the energy that comes through them, you know, it's just like anything. It's just a tool for discernment. You know, it's, it's it's not necessary about the tool. It's about the reader who's on the other side of the card. You know, it's not necessary about the number that's coming up because numbers are coming up all the time. Messages are coming from the universe at all times and hitting us, but we're not getting to see them. You know, the same relationships are turning up, the same people are turning up, but we don't kind of see them. So it's more about the kind of the reader on the other side of the, of, of the of things other than kind of like um the actual message itself that's what i believe in my opinion you know obviously the message is important but it's about the res- you being the receiver to that information and having open up your channels to be able to to understand what it's trying to see or tell you nudge you in a certain direction um numbers is something that i like to explore with and play with and i know a lot of people are really big into numbers for me it's not really one that i kind of like i've been drawn to in my life um um, for me I kind of like I'm I'm very interested a lot lot of the time by people. Like I'm really like people for me, it sounds interesting, but I, I look at people like numbers to some degree. I know that sounds like Bill Gates. Sounds like um <laughs> it sounds like um like Bill Gates the way he thinks about people, doesn't he? I see people as numbers. <laughs> They're just all numbers. Ha 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 They're just all numbers. <laughs> Not like that, I don't mean that, but that sounded funny, didn't that? <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I like to observe people, like people like to observe numbers. <laughs> Sound like a banker there, didn't I? Uh, Yusim said, um have you done DMT? Yeah, I haven't done DMT yet. I've spoken about that a few times. Um obviously I've done a lot of other psychedelics, but I've never done DMT. Um at the minute I'm in I've just gonna quickly briefly touch on this, but I'm in a position at the moment in my life where um, I'm not um at this period in my life I'm not gonna be I'm not like kind of ex, going to be carrying out doing psychedelics at the moment in my life um i've come into some new truths where I, I believe that it's my understanding that right now and i might change my opinion on this but it's i've noticed that there's a lot of uh, spirits can operate through them realms too like just like um spirits can over cloak through like addictions and through emotional wounds they can also over through the spirit through the psychedelic experience too so i'm kind of like coming to terms with that a lot more and understanding um, because you know just like just like for example people can have emotional wounds around food or or addiction to mobile phones or whatever it may be people can also have addictions to psychedelics too um, and spirits in the other realm will also have addictions to that state of being too so they'll be over cloaking people through that process and i know i know they are so um it's one that i'm treading a lot lightly on lately and really trying to get a grips of my own core of myself because you know them states are are they are accessible anyway they really are accessible. I know psychedelics have still been a huge thing in my life and they've they've really helped a lot of stuff, but looking back on a lot of my experiences, I'm starting to kind of like putting two two together and how like them states, if you are gonna do them, you really need to be in a very controlled environment. Not a not control's not the right word, but you need to be in an environment where you feel safe and you're around proper skilled shaman who understand who can who can sort of navigate the, the two different realms, you know, between the non material and the material. You know, not just jimmy joe down the corner who says like take a hit on this you know and and uh chill out you know you need to be in a safe environment with like a proper person who can who can dance between the two worlds because that's what a true nature of a shaman is you know and like obviously west a lot of people in western civilization now are, are easy to jump on the bandwagon and say that i'm a shaman but they're not you know like um you know, you, you you When you find a when you see a real shaman, you'll understand who a real shaman is. It's someone who can who can operate between the two veils and do it in a way that do it do it in a way that's kind of like poetically, you know, not forced, not like kind of um um like putting on a, an act or anything, but like truly like embodying it, you know. Um, and so that's the type of environment you need to seek out, you know. So if you are going to do it, you need to seek out that type of environment, in my opinion. Uh. V said, "We're all part of culture." Yeah, cult is one, culture is one big cult. <laughs> exactly, culture. I also, as well, like it's interesting because like I was thinking today, like you know, like it always there's all, always like new, always new, always new words come up all the time. But you know, like the word spells and the word magic that all that society plays and casts upon us. You know the the word magic, like even like tell eye vision. You know, like you know what I mean? It's mad tell eye vision. Tell a lie, vision. Tell a lie, vision. <laughs> Mad isn't it. But there's so much word magic going on like that all across the globe. Globe. <laughs> all across the globe. All across the realm. See, the word magic there. <laughs> um, Peter says, you can't wake up the brainwashed. They will attack you. Be strong, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's not our job to, to wake people up, you know. Um I've I've come to terms with that. I've been guilty of that too, you know, because you're obviously expecting someone to meet your own you know, your, your own condition, you know, and that's not love that's not um loving either, you know. Um you just have to kind of what I've come to terms with in when especially when it comes to spiritual weight and one of the things that I've found is that you know, if you just embody your true truth at the time, you know, naturally like um people will kind of gravitate towards you anyway and that'll by you just being in your light that'll kind of um, cause other people to also um, choose to go further away from your light or come closer to your light depending on their beliefs and the emotional state they hold with inside themselves. Smiley Face Chip said, how do you find new friends with similar interests to you? I feel like I will never find people who are on the same wavelength and understand things like this. Yeah well Um. first off um, I think like straight away trying to, uh, like an emo. (laughs) I don't want to be like a psychologist here, but um, I'm just, I'm just being real, I'm just being honest. But one of the things I've noticed there is that already when you kind of, you know, in our lives, we all want, we all want to find like-minded people, you know, that was a great desire for me in my life when I was kind of, one of the biggest things that, you know, we all want to be loved, you know, like. We all want to kind of like have people around us who we can have deep conversations with and stuff. And, you know, that's part of the journey. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is also like something I noticed when I was doing that on my journey. There's also an emotional wound in that as well because you're also expecting someone else to, or, or people around you, to meet you to your emotional needs. And, um and it's very rare to find someone who will do that. And it's not fair also to, to put that on other people. So already kind of like, you know, wanting people to, 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 to be on the same frequency as you, you're already putting an expectation on someone else to be like you. But like I said, when it, I know you're not meaning to go that deep, but I'm just trying to be real um to give you a bigger look at our, how how we can like operate in the world, and it can be out of balance either way through every desire that we have. um But for example, you know, to find people who have a similar interest to you, I would just say just keep doing your thing. You know, like keep doing you, operating from your ultimate truth. And then, you know, you won't even have to go and seek people. They'll just come to you. You know, that's that's what I believe on that. Uh, Cap Rabbit said, hi, Dan. I just wanted to wish you well, bro. You're not the only one who was experiencing these symptoms due to um, so know alone. It's quite prominent theme right now, these waves uh, be powerful. Yeah, for sure. Well, it is. Like, it's definitely what's going on right now in the world. It's There's a big kind of splitting of that, you know, like... <laughs> if it's um if there's not like one big emotional wound that we all have to look at now as a civilization it's the one that's going on now with everything that's playing out and it's definitely causing a huge eruption effect of a of a split that's for sure and kind of um mixing a lot of things up it's been one big um one big spice in the cauldron hasn't it for sure to mix things up and bubble that bubble that witch's cauldron up that's for sure but yeah um, it's interesting because even like as well something i wanted to mention i didn't get into talk of this on the, when i first started doing this live um but for example like one of the one of the biggest things that that even happened for me which a lot of people don't understand like some people like you know like a lot of people when they first start in the spiritual awakening the thing like this is just going to be a part of the process you know early on in your awakening you know you're just going to kind of like I described before, there's going to be this middle point in the awakening where you, where you you by yourself a lot. You haven't got other people around you. But I've gone through this in many different stages. You know, like I had a I remember a, early on in my spiritual awakening where I was by myself a lot of the time. You know, I would go for walks. I'd be sitting beside the river, like listening to my music, going out, out on my downhill mountain bike. You know, and then slowly, like uh, different people would emerge around us. You know, like some of my friends would start waking up too, and would like have sort of commonalities and be able to talk about certain topics and experience certain things um but then it was interesting because um you know like hit the moment i, I would see like at the moment like I, I went through a whole kind of another window of that where as i started again like kind of you know moving away from close friends around us as well around me life as some really good friends uh, it also happened again you know like it also happened again where where like because I was doing certain things. It was triggering certain responses in them. You know, like, for example, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to leave my nine to five job, which I did. You know, I wanted to get a camper van, live in a camper van. um, And I wanted to move away from the area where I lived uh, and the area that I grew up. And when I went through that, and that was like, that was after my like kind of Kundalini awakening. It was after I was having all these big experiences. So I'd already kind of went through this stage multiple times earlier on in my journey. But then like, as I kind of like, I was already in a position where I was under, understanding of all these these elements that I've been talking about, and then it unfolded again in front of us, you know, so I think there's, like, there's many stages in our life where we're always unfolding as people, you know, and we're always kind of, like, and it's not necessarily that people are bad or anything like that, or, you know, this is just, it's just a part of the journey that, will as we're unfolding, you know, naturally, like, onion peels, you know, like, it's a cliche thing, but the, the onion starts to peel its layers and, and finds its way to its core you know because like we're always changing our truth you know like uh even like a month ago my truth was completely different to the truth i hold now it was like yesterday there was probably things that I, i've changed my opinion on already you know so we're always moving our truth again and again and again so we're always kind of like you know naturally that law of attraction i've described is going to be changing all the time and if obviously if people are not willing to kind of match you to your frequency or you are not willing to match them then you know naturally you're not going to be a fit and that's what happens tends to happen like at many different stages of the spiritual awakening like i said like i've had like like especially the last couple of years i've had a lot of people kind of like drop off from being around us and not be with us and stuff because sometimes some of the things i've been doing is is affected the beliefs that they hold with inside themselves or it's too much for them to to look at to look at or maybe it like i said before maybe it, it it affects a part in them, like a judgment aspect, that I'm judging them or something because I'm living a certain way and they're not. But there's a there's a lot, you know. And it's, you've just got to like kind of love everyone, you know. You've got to like try and understand that it's just a part of their journey, and um, love everyone, you know. Love them from afar, you know. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like I love it. I love everyone, you know, who's who, who's kind of interacted with me on my journey. Shirley said, "I think the spice are infecting." the unspiced <laughs> had to take my time on that one so I think the spice the spice in code for people who don't understand what that is it's the code I use are infecting the unspiced <laughs> I, think that, I think the people who are getting the spice now were already infected <laughs> deeply <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on that EF said Ma- malchami It's in Portuguese language. I'm still learning Portuguese. I don't know what that means. could mean anything. (laughs) could just get me censored now if I say that word. (laughs) I'm still learning Portuguese at the moment. Someone said, uh, Tarot equals archetypes. Archetypes exist for a reason. Embodied patterns, cycles of energy and probability. Executing the scripts and programs of reality weaving within our lives. Big one, that. Uh, Keith said psychedelics used to be a part of the daily, Kemet diet. I'm not. I'm not sure what that, if I said that word right. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know psychedelics were um, one of the things that I came in truth with was that psychedelics used to used to be a fundamental part of a lot of um, ancient cultures' diets. You know, especially like mushrooms and stuff. You know, they would kind of just be. It would just be a natural part of their their diet. You know, like their daily life. They'd be they'd be uh, eating mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms and over time they would probably become uh, probably the 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 effects of psychedelics wouldn't be as potent you know but it's definitely something like i said before it's something like psychedelics have them have come into a lot of greater truths so it's some it's a, it's a it's a realm that we have to navigate a lot more a lot more um a lot more like mindful Someone said yes get a medicine practitioner yeah definitely um yeah, for example, yeah, Cap Rabbit said that's a good one. Cap Rabbit said, like the word spelling is literally saying words or spells. Yeah, for sure. Like casting spells, you know. It's like it's a it's it's mad, like I don't know if anyone's looked at in a maritime law before, but maritime law is fascinating, like when it comes to um, I'm sure like everyone's kinda of looked into like, you know, the, the language spells in terms of like the the corporate identity versus like the free man movement kind of thing. Like the natural living man versus the kind of the the man who's embedded within the system and how the kind of like language is used to kind of like um create a um create us as like a kind of a fictional entity a fictional character you know like how our birth certificates are like kind of sold over when we're younger and we all have like a number on our head and how much kind of value we are to the system and there's also kind of like black markets that i also bid for like for, for you as a person like when you get your tax and stuff so it's like it goes really deep down the rabbit hole um, but obviously that word magic really kind of like plays into the heart of who we are as people. And it's interesting because when it comes to maritime law, if anyone's looked into that, but um, basically I think maritime laws, I might be butchering this, but it's basically like um, the premise that it's kind of like, um, it's based off kind of like using language from like the sea, you know, like currency. Like so, like the cur- cur- like current, you know, like currency. like um, Even for example, money, you know, like Mooney, Mooney, the Mooney, the mo- moon. You know, the moon controls the tides, moony. Um, and there's many different words you know if you type in maritime laws you'll see all these words it's massive you know it's insane like even bank think of the word a bank a bank holds the water you know Um, there's i was going to try and like quickly get it up i'll try and see if i can get a few up um, and because there's, there's loads of different w- words i'll type in maritime law and they'll blow your mind Now nah, i'm not too sure i'm not it's not coming up quick enough it's not coming off quick enough anyway if someone could put some in the comments maybe but there's a massive list anyway with maritime laws and it's like loads of different word spells that's used especially when it comes to the, the like the money system and currency and stuff in the world and it's kind of like used against us you know um but it's interesting like how you know one of the tr- truths that i've been coming to touch with is that you know it seems to be that this whole realm is being like um it's all based around water you know like water is at the center of this of of this reality of this realm if you want to call it that you know even if you look into the um you know the work of the ancients and like kind of like um the firmament around us and stuff you know it's all like what is above so below you know the water is above the is below and um, there's been like a huge kind of like um ethos in the past all built around the premise of water and water is at the heart of this heart of civilization and that's why i believe that you know, in the future, you know, water is going to be the, the gold of the future because we're going to start understanding like the power of water, not only just the power of water, like from a health perspective, but the power of water in terms of our like natural and uh, natural life force and our energy and how even through like you've seen all the experiments on water, how intentions and prayer can affect, you know, the structure, the molecular structure of water and. Um, but you know, that's gonna become more apparent in the future and there's stuff that I, I don't even understand what's coming. But there's things that I've been feeling into when it comes to water and how like um you know, the birthing of a new civilization in the future, a conscious f- civilization in the future, is gonna always be have water um at the centre of the civilization. And that I mean that for like for I mean I mean that in terms of physically, in terms of health and holistic properties, but also in terms of the metaphysical. Um, and I still don't even know what that's going to be yet, but it's definitely going to be coming in the future, for sure. Uh, Keith said, the best advice I ever got was spend more time alone in order to to, to tap into my master. God, God is your master. God is your master. <laughs> um, someone said, it's difficult to uh, deal with people who are not aware yet. It is part, it's a part of the journey, you know, but it's obviously it's a, It's also a lesson for us to kind of uh, to come into terms with, you know. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth doing, you know. If this this realm was easy, what would be the point of the ride? As Bill Hicks used to say, it's just a ride. Um, Les says that once you reach the the space of stillness and oneness and readily access these states, you will no longer ever consider psychedelics. You will reach a state where you don't need a shaman. Yeah, because you you become your own shaman, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really nice, really beautiful way of putting it. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to stand here and say that like psychedelics um, are not a big component of the of spiritual awakening because I'm still coming to terms with and I know the psychedelics are are an interesting space and they're doing a lot of interesting healing. You know, they've helped me on my journey. Um, but I'm just seeing that right now in my space that I'm holding at the moment, I'm at that perspective of what Les said. You know, like I'm understanding that. You know, like um, you know, like Terence McKenna even used to say this. Like, you know, if you when you get the message, hang up the phone. Um but I feel like I, at the moment I'm hanging up that phone, you know, at the moment and I'm like kind of creating my own bridge to, to this to the to the work, you know. But that's just my opinion on it, you know, it might change, but I'm just I think I've said enough on that anyway. Um someone said this is a great live. Respect that. Uh, uh, Les also said and and your reduction in psychedelics shows that you are undergoing accelerated spiritual growth. They've served a purpose, and now you are moving forward spiritually. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, it's it's interesting. Like, just to add a little bit more. Um, sometimes, you know, like the nature of like what. Just to expand on it, to to the reason why I'm not in a state where I'm doing psychedelics, and one of the just one of the elements of it, not all the elements, but one of the elements of it, what I've come to truth with and figuring out, and when I'm figuring stuff out I don't want to be doing something if I'm unsure so it's the best bet is if you're unsure about something and if you're feeling that you're unsure about it currently in your life, embody that truth you know, you can always go back to it you can always move back in it if it changes but if you're unsure about something in your life you know, kind of take a break from it or something you know, like or or, or pause, sit back, pause and reflect you know, there's nothing wrong with that and eventually you can go back to it but one of the interesting things with psychedelics I've noticed is that when you're in a psychedelic experience, you know, you can be having all these mad experiences. Things can be coming up all over the place. But when when you, like, truly sit with yourself and you're tapping into them deep states and you're working on your emotions without psychedelics, it gives you more time to process your emotions. Like, your emotions are coming up a lot more slowly, you know. Like, However, what I've found with psychedelics, sometimes you can be getting hit with too much stuff that like you don't even know what to do with it and you don't know how to put yourself back together. Um... And sometimes like you can be you know you can have a trip and like i've had a trip before and i and I've felt like 60 70 different emotions come up like all just like like throwing all throwing it all on us and if you haven't got the skills um in the been times where I, I haven't been able to do it there's loads of times when i've done psychedelics and i and i can't even you know i can't even i don't even understand what the first message was by the time it's telling us the 50th message and and given as an ass tanking um but when you kind of like work on your emotions yourself and you're like kind of sitting with yourself and you're focusing on one emotion at a time you know you can really give that emotion that time and that space or that experience time to heal them and, and and work on it you know but if you're getting hit by like a million different shots at once it's just like being in the ring you know if like if with like mike tyson for example and like you're ducking and weaving you know like and you're getting hit 50 times like boom 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 <laughs> you know you're not gonna like you're not gonna be able, like learn like you're not gonna be able to understand like uh, be able to read his shot properly and understand his shot properly but if he's like only if he's hitting you with the same jab again and again like bang 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 next time you're gonna go ah i'll duck under that emotional wound <laughs> and i'll hide from it <laughs> not really though but you'll um You'll actually, instead of, like, ducking the emotional wound, you'll actually go into the emotional wound and heal it, you know, and give it time to, like, breathe and manifest. But if you're getting hit with, like, loads of different combinations, like, for Tekken 5, like, bang, 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 <laughs> you're not going to be able to heal it, you know. <laughs> a doosum, a doosum. That was a Tekken, uh, Tekken, what do you call it? Um, Tekken word, if anyone doesn't know what Tekken is. It's one of the characters that used to go, a doosum do Dawson. <laughs> Someone said that he, uh, loneliness is just a test for the hero's journey. Mm. Solitude is a fundamental on the process of awareness. Yeah, for sure it is. Like, it is a big part, it is a big part of it. Like, I see, like, there's so many times where, like, I mean, even, even, like, for example, like, even if you do come into a state of abundance and, like, and you do have, like, say, people around you who you can, like, you can share ideas with and concepts around you, you know, there's nothing wrong with you as well, like, also kind of just like we if you're eating loads of food and you have amazing food on your plate every now and again it's good to kind of to not eat 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 a lot of food it's sometimes good to, t- that's why like you know people go off on trips and they go off in the caves or they or they do like a or they go off in the woods by themselves you know so there's nothing wrong with like taking yourself out of you know it's a good thing to be honest take yourself away from other people and take yourself away from the matrix and be by yourself for a little bit you know enjoy that solitude you know some people right now would probably um you know people there's a lot of people who are in positions now who have a lot of solitude are envious of them people you know they want the solitude uh, there's a lot of people who do that you know look at the monks in um in india and um and places like that you know they go off and they want to be in solitude you know because it's a lot they they actually say that the reason why they go off in the caves for is because it's a lot easier just to work on yourself you know without the distractions a lot easier to to ascend in in the cave you know than it is to in the matrix but however i don't agree with that but um but it's a funny statement anyway i like to try and keep it flowing as well that's the thing like i really try to like keep it flowing as fast as i can so it's not kind of like stagnant and i'm not just like sitting here staring at the screen but i'm just trying to do my best because obviously people kind of comment each other just to let you know and it's um i'm just trying to uh, bounce off them. you know someone said that shrooms are in the hieroglyphs yeah well um the acacia plants in which is dmt's and was in the Egyptian scriptures too, you know. So we all know that um, the mystery schools and things like that, That we know that Jesus went to the mystery schools and a lot of other um, Plato and people like that and a lot of uh, philosophers of the past went to these mystery schools in Egypt and there's huge rumours that obviously they were taking the acacia plant, which is DMT, dimethyltryptamine. So we know psychedelics has been a huge part in a lot of people's awakening. Keith says gotta live literally everything counts don't even like using the words mourning. yeah for it's sure like morning <laughs> what there's been someone died has it <laughs> but it is true you know like that's one of the ones as well um the one that i liked was um um a word that was good was um instead of thank you because like thank you is like kind of a lower vibration like the give thanks like say give thanks other than thank you you know Thank you is quite low vibration, like you're thanking you, like thank you, but give thanks is also, but there's loads of words like that that's kind of like playing our, in our daily lives that we don't even realise that affect us, you know, like walking down the street and it's like, morning Tony, <laughs> someone died mate, <laughs> someone died, but it's true, you know, like these kind of, these cultural words kind of, you know, the, the, play, the ripple through your consciousness in your daily life and you just like uh, unconsciously say them, you know, I'm guilty of this too, the words that I use the language I use and we just kind of like casting spells you know on ourselves you know like through spelling you know we're casting spells John said hi Dan Uh, do you have any plans to do any more podcasts with guests in the future really enjoyed uh, the Steve Taylor one who introduced me uh, to me to interested to hear any reflections and developments yeah for sure like um, one of the things that I did want to do is I did want to do some podcasts with some other people um I had some lined, it uh, was funny enough i like I had a few guests lined up um I, like, I highlighted f- three or four people around that maybe or three or four maybe, and I had um podcasts set up with people and what happened was is when I went through the spiritual attack um I had them all scheduled for basically it was like two weeks just after that after doing the retreat and because I was kind of you know I was needing to 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 work on me on my own emotional state that I kind of like just didn't manifest, you know so So maybe definitely in the future it's definitely something that i'll be i'll be looking into like um, it's just trying to find the right people because it's i don't want to kind of like sound big headed here but um and it's not it's not about this but i'm just trying to like pinpoint you that when i was doing the podcast for so long and i was like going around and doing podcasts with so many different people and i was going on the road and having interactions with many different spiritual people and leaders if you want to use that word Um, At that time, I was like, I was very early in my development as well. I would say, I know we're always early in our development when we look back. Um, But I was doing podcasts with people, for example, and um, you know, I would be kind of like learning a lot along the way. But then, actually, naturally, what happened is I was doing podcasts with so many people that I wasn't. It didn't feel like I was learning anymore. Felt like I was just regurgitating what I'd already heard a thousand times. And I find that like a lot of like um, what I found is that a lot of teachers out there, they kind of, you know, they they can. You've got to be like evolving with your content, you know. Like if you, if you're not evolving, like, you know, what's the point? You know, if you're just kind of like, if you're just stagnant and you're just keeping your audience stagnant, you're just going over the same topics again and again and again. And and I I definitely, in my truth, I I know that I haven't done that with my audience, like the people who listen to this podcast. But if you're keeping your audience stagnant and you're just talking about the same stuff again and again and again in different ways, reverberate. Like, what's the point? You know, if you're not experiencing through that. Um. What's the point? So it's like, on all honesty, it's really hard to to find, um, to find like, you know, people who who like who um, who kind of like ex like activate that partners you know like there's there's only at the moment there's probably only maybe t- two or three people who who really kind of like activate that and other than that you know people are kind of just saying the same stuff and i've heard it a million times you know so i don't want to just kind of bring people on this on the on to you because i respect you know the information that you get and i don't want to just kind of do another podcast just for the sake of it and bring in a guest on just to fill a hole you know or to, to even get views you know like you can get like a, a bigger person name on and you bring their audience in and like you do all that shebang and stuff you know i don't i don't want to do that you know i want to keep it real i want to like i want to go to places like new places i want to try and go to new places every single podcast that i do and i know it's hard doing that sometimes because someone's going to ask the same questions someone's going to come into the audience like two weeks three weeks down the line they've never heard what you've said so sometimes naturally you are going to say the same thing but at i really try my best to not speak about the same topic or speak about it in a different way add a different flavor or something that i something new that i've learned and you won't tell you if i'm wrong about the past or something but it's it's just like that's it's just hard anyway to find people to like who kind of activate that in in me at the moment so i sometimes prefer at the moment you know like because it's all on me kind of thing i'm speaking so it forces me to kind of you know go to places that I wouldn't need to go you know it's like I'm not relying on anyone else for me information I'm getting it mostly from myself you know um and that's just where I'm at at the moment but it's not I'm not saying that it's not something I'm going to explore in the future it's definitely something I would love to go into but at the moment it's just I'm really struggling to find people who kind of activate that energy as you know the fine thought says are you committed to the path of transcendence and freeing yourself from the chains of humanity damn right I am i'm here without chains boy (laughs) or girl (laughs) i think that's what we're all doing you know that's what we're in this human realm for we're all kind of we've all committed to that to that path of transcendence you know whether we say it or not um we're all unraveling them chains basically you know Since since we came into this realm i think we're all doing that you know just it's just kind of like we're all piecing them little parts of ourselves together in our own way you know uh through our own like i said before through our own desired um thing that we're currently working on or something or whatever our soul's calling us to do we're all kind of unshackling them chains physically and internally you know to, to find our way back to ourselves anybody keith says anybody tried time traveling yet you all need need all you need is your third eye i need that recipe <laughs> i definitely need that recipe please send me that recipe through the third eye <laughs> i could do some time traveling i've definitely got some um I've I've definitely got some things that I need to do if I want to go time travelling, that's for sure. I've got a few people there to fuck up. <laughs> Especially that Bill Gates. I'd love to fuck him up. <laughs> I'm only joking, that's not living. I'm just having a laugh there, by the way. But um, I've definitely got some interesting shit I would like to do, go time travelling, that's for sure. I'd like to time travel back to the pyramids, that'd be sure, and see them slaves working on them little stones with all the little pickaxes. <laughs> lifting all them heavy-ass stones that um, that we can't even figure out how to do now, but see them slaves that we're doing them. Anybody that, so Carl says, anybody that has really tripped gets the message, and it's very simple. Love Mother Earth, each other, but yet we all follow like sheep. Yeah, for sure. Like, don't get us wrong, there is big lessons in psychedelics. Like, there's huge, like, things that I've come into terms with. Like, especially, for example, one of the biggest ones that I come into was when I actually took psychedelics, mushrooms, and i seen the, the firmament, you know? Like, I'd opened us up spiritually so I could actually physically see the firmament that's all around us, you know? But, however, like, I am right. Like, one of the the powerful, the most biggest messages that it turns up is it's like, you know, moving to love, you know? Like, um, become love. And that's the message of this whole place, you know? It sounds crazy. Like, everyone's like, hey, man, it's all about love. It's all about love, man. But it, it, it is, you know, it's like, it is all about that, you know, and it's like, it's cliche, but that's what it is. We're like, we, we, we are like working on our soul to to become into more love, to be more loving in every single way. And there's so many layers to that. It's unbelievable. You know, it's like, a, it's like a thousand, it's like one of them, um you've seen the Russian dolls. It's like our self, our true self is like one of them Russian dolls. And it's like, you open up one, there's another one. You open up another one, there's another one oh there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. It's just infinite um Russian dolls. And um, we're all just kind of, you know, working our way back to that Russian doll. <laughs> so get yourself a Russian doll. I'm not talking about a prostitute in a brothel. A <laughs> Russian, Russian doll. <laughs> I'm not talking about them dolls that the, a lot of people use in China, uh, where they're sticking things inside of them. <laughs> I'm talking about your Russian doll inside you. <laughs> As I said, I think the Eye of Horus and the Eye of Ra are the doors on either side of the third eye. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good that's a really good observation. Um there's loads of stuff like that that fascinates me. Like um you know even like I've said this many times, but when I even like all like old old history and old buildings and old castles and um even old cathedrals and everything, it all has remnants of like this of like um with like kind of um like a, this metaphysical nature at the heart of them. It's always about that, you know, like I, I really believe that that's what ancient cultures of the past were trying to tell us you know that was it was they were trying to teach you that teach human beings in the future now like it was basically the pyramids are a time machine for us now teaching us of our met of our true metaphysical nature of of their understandings of where what they were at in terms of their metaphysical nature and they knew there was going to be a fall in consciousness and they wanted to, to remind or maybe remind themselves or remind us because ultimately they are us too as well of like of our true metaphysical nature and what this place was truly about because there's commonalities in all these different ancient cultures you know and it's all about working towards our back to ourself you know and in in the true metaphysical nature of this place you know it does it's it's like it's interesting to me because you know there's like when i was i remember when i was waking up on my journey it's like you no, know, you, dabble, you dabble in like kind of self-help, you dabble in health. It's all it's all the same, but you dabble in all these type of things and you're kind of like dabbling in the fact that you, you might not be your body, you know, and like it, you kind of start unraveling them little layers a little bit more and you start becoming more and more open. But as you become more and more open, it's like, you know, you start having big metaphysical experiences and you, you can't like unsee, you can't unsee what you've now seen, you know. And it's like that's what like the layers of the self are about, you know, like you start just being able to see so much. And it's no longer just becomes like, what if maybe, you know, you actually live in that reality, you know, like people who's turning up for you, you've seen what it is. It's like a pure law of attraction, you know. When your emotions are coming up, you are seeing what it does. When you work through an emotion, it heals something out. And then you become you activate certain parts in you, you can read certain things, hear things you couldn't. So you know what all like Activating ourselves through that process. Um, But that's what the true nature of this place is, you know, and that's what the ancients were trying to tell us to do, you know, like they were, that's what they were doing, you know, they were like, they were discovering a method for consciousness, for for the metaphysical nature of this place. It's like even the Egyptians, they always said, you know, like that once you leave this place, your soul would be weighed against a a feather, you know, and if you've done good or bad, it would decide where you go in the next realm. And I believe that's what happens, you know, like, I fully believe that's what happens. You know, you like through your soul condition, you kind of like your emotional state takes you to where you need to go. And, you know, the obviously the the physical kind of like representation of the of the um, feather in the soul on the scales was kind of like was that like, kind of that, that metaphorical bigger truth of like your soul condition, like going to where you need to go to depending on like your current state of um, uh, your emotional state you know we're all like working on that emotional state you know um it's deep shit it's deep sh- deep stuff you know we're all trying to still all stumbling our way through it making mistakes but it's just a part of it you know that's why we're here uh keep said i don't think this is an interesting one i'll just quickly read it, it says keep says i don't think every everyone we see around us has a soul it's starting to feel like uh, to show the west world some are oh, non-playable characters forever stuck in loops yeah for sure it's an interesting point because um i I do believe that everyone who's in here has got a soul that's to my current understanding but what i feel like is that uh one of the truths i've come into contact with is that the reason why it doesn't feel like that is because people are so like foggy so people are so like um clogged in so many different emotional wounds that they're just operating in on autopilot but also at the same time so we, we've got like so you've got to remember that we're in a realm right now where you've got programming like from physical people around you so you've got all the programming like you grew up in school you've got the programming you've got the news and then you've got like the programming of like of our parents and friends and our own programs that are running all our own loops that are running inside of us and then besides that you've also got like the the program which a lot of people don't talk about of like, um, earthbound spirits, so all around us right now, I've said this before, earthbound spirits who are feeding off our emotional wounds, and the reason why they do that for us is because as they crossed over from this earth plane, they have a lot of emotional wounds and they're still relying on certain people having emotional, being in a certain emotional state so that they can still interact and and, uh, and receive the same emotional feelings uh, from certain people. You know, if you're, like, operating, if you like, if you're an alcoholic and, see an earth spirit... Is has an addiction to you. Um. Has an addiction to to alcohol, but because they haven't got a physical body anymore, they've got a non-material body. You know, they want to implant you with a thought. They implant you with a. Um, they try and nudge you. They try and um, affect your emotional wound because when they're in the non-material realm, right, all around us, you know, they can see your wounds through your energetic body. You know they can see your wounds through your colours. So just example like this mic in front of us right now, it's blue. You know that represents a chakra within your body. You know the ultraviolet light spectrum. It's one of the higher chakras, the blue colour. And um, for example, like certain parts in your body through your emotional wounds activate and light up. And obviously through our physical vessel, you know some people can see them, um, but some people can't. But however, people who um, earthbound spirits who don't have a physical body can they can see that. Um, from f- so far away at the other side of the planet and they can see where you're lighting up in certain parts of your body and if you've got an emotional wound and they can feed off that certain thing so for example like one of the biggest ones on the planet is like you know the earthly earthly addictions that we all have like s- sex alcohol bloody bloody blah whatever it may be there's many addictions but for example like earthbound spirits when someone's say if a, a couple or in a relationship are having sex and they're having sex and it's they're acting from a, a a lower point like it's lustful like a lust having sex lustfully Um, you'll be activating like the you know the the root chakra you'll be activating the the emotional wounds will be in you you'll be acting from that lustful place and it, um and then spirits who are still relying upon that lustful aspect you know they're not you're not in a in a loving uh you're not in a have a holding, loving like having carrying out sex in a loving in a loving way you know they will they will come in and they will feed off your emotional addiction through that sexual act but however when you make love to someone and you truly like make love to someone um a lot of people don't understand this but you actually create a force field around you through through the through the the getting together of two people completely in matrimony where spirits can't get in there and they can't feed off your addictions and they'll just move on to someone else you know and it's the same with alcohol so I don't know if anyone's ever like tried this, but like, for example, if you have an emotional addiction, like we've all got emotional addictions and I'm not seeing this in a way like <clears throat> that no one's got them because I've got them too. We've all got them. That's why we're here. We're all working on them. But for example, say like, um, for, here's one, for example, say if I had an emotional addiction around drinking alcohol and I could feel the impulses in me wanting to like just consume and drink alcohol. There's been times when you you can really you really tune in that I've felt where I've felt um, if I have emotional wound I've felt a spirit trying to overclock me through that sp- sp- through that emotional wound, and if you actually take uh, if you change that course of that action you realize what's going on you realize that someone's trying to influence you or trying to overclock you through your addiction, and you change your mind right in that moment and you become more mindful in that very moment and you change. Um, your emotion around it, and you, you, and you don't carry out that act, you can sometimes actually feel that spirit leave you or move away from you because they're only there for one thing, you know. They're only there for, and it's not, the, it's not that the bad or anything like that, you know. Um, one, one thing I've learned is that we, we're all in situations like this in our lives. We're all over overclocking people to some extent, you know. We're all like, not in terms of the, how spirits do it, but we're all kind of, you know, we're all kind of taken and feeding from certain people's parts like people's emotional wounds will like um speak to them in certain ways or carry out acts and control them or whatever you know all doing this for all our lives but i'm just giving the perspective on the non-material and how that happens to us in our daily lives and if you tune in you can feel it you know you can feel it when they're over you i hope that made sense that was a big one if anyone's got any questions about that i'll try and do my best to dive in uh, someone said this, and this is an interesting one. I know you weren't asking the question, I, I don't know how you pronounce your name, Xias, but he said, Keith, have you heard of the of the bank of souls theory? It's interesting, like, um, I will, that's that's a big one because um, there is a theory that, um, th- and this is why, I like, to, to go a little bit deeper, it's not one of the only reasons why, and there's m- always many reasons to everything, so don't kind of like jump on the bandwagon of this, but one of the reasons that why um, I've been kind of have a lot a lot more apprehension around the work of Dolores Cannon and a lot of these past life things is because one of the tr- new truths that I've come into contact with is that <coughs> is that when like people do these like um like uh do these hypnotherapy sessions where like you go back and you like bring back past life regressions one of the things I've started to understand is that I understand that certain spirits can implant thoughts and implant memories so there is could be a dynamic playing out where souls can actually implant sorry uh, earthbound spirits can implant memories and visions into people and and like make them believe that you know that you were egyptian god on another planet you were like um whatever it may be you know like there's like a dolores cannon speaks about many different like um scenarios like that she brings through through a a hypnotherapy like people are are um are are lights people are energy people are, are are water people are animals people are wheels people are are different creatures people are from different star systems and stuff like that and i'm not saying that's not going on and that's not out there but what i'm saying is that there is uh, an interesting dynamic where souls can implant their memories into you you know they can implant and, and make you believe that you're a certain thing or make you feel in a certain way so that they can still be feeding off your emotional response and make you act out a certain thing like for example there was a story that i, that I heard um of a of a i'll probably not do this justice but i'm just going to try and paint a bigger picture of how like this can be really like big like this could be everyone could fall into this trap so for example there was a woman who crossed over out of the from the physical realm and she went into the spiritual realm and she was someone who was very open to a lot of spiritual stuff like we are and she um you know she had a. Uh, Uh, an emotional wound because everything's an emotional wound. She had an emotional wound, which sounds really weird, but she had a big emotional wound where she wanted to kind of like, she wanted to be kind of um, loved by other people. And this is a big one, especially for, this is going to be like very triggering for a lot of people because it was triggering for me. who You know, like in this community, a lot of you are working on yourselves, especially when it comes to spirituality and you understand all these different metaphysical concepts and you're working on yourself. And she crossed over and she was met by a group of spirits who introduced her into into the group. Um, you know, like I've said before, like, a group of spirits, they all have the same emotional wounds, so they all hang around with each other, just like they do in the modern-day world now. You know, have people who talk about, like, oh, what about Betty across the road when she was doing this? And they all feed off the same emotion. So she had an emotional wound. These groups of spirits were, when she died, she passed over. They came towards her. They seen that they had she had the same emotional wound as them. So they basically, like... Um, I wouldn't say the word tricked because they didn't know themselves but she got kind of subdued into believing that one of her missions when she crossed over was to help people reincarnate back onto the planet and what was happening is that she wasn't actually helping people reincarnate back onto the planet what she was doing is when a soul came into the world she was actually just helping them over cloak someone else's body and um, through the colors of the chakras so a child would come into the world and she would believe her mission was to help people reincarnate souls reincarnate back to the planet, but actually what she was doing is she was helping people not, like actually that soul enter into that physical body alone, over cloak the sensation of coming back into reincarnation. So that's a big one, you know. So like, I really felt for that 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 woman because who passed over because, you know, we're all. I could I easy could have been in a position where I could have been manipulated by spirits to believe that I was gonna be helping people to reincarnate but actually because I didn't understand what was truly going on and had a wound around it, I was actually helping people overcloak um a newborn child that was coming into the world. You know, which is deep shit, you know. But it's it's interesting that like I, I believe that like um I wanna say this again, but you know, Ramdas says it beautifully where he says, Just because someone doesn't have a <coughs> a physical body it doesn't necessarily they've got a good intentions. Just because someone doesn't have a physical body doesn't mean they're a high master or something, you know. The best way to discover if someone's, someone's, um, someone's like, um, someone you can trust is if they are brighter than you, you know, if their soul's brighter than you. And I know it's hard to discern that in the physical, in the physical, but, you know, that might help you at one time, like, you know, when you cross over or something, you know, like, trust people who are brighter than you you know don't p- trust people who are dark who are, who are more darker than you and i'm not saying that people who are darker are bad or bad or anything but i'm just saying trust people who are brighter someone said adi said i watched a documentary about how the government would find people to do remote viewing is that the same as astral projection and uh, no it's not it's 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 it's, a bit, it's it, um it obviously it comes under the kind of the same thing but it's it's not it's not like it sometimes gets clubbed together but it's not the same thing Astral projection is very different, you know. Uh, remote viewing is is um is kind of like more like going into a meditational state and being able to kind of like um uh, remote view like with your consciousness, for, for example. like So, for example, you could be in a state of meditation, but you could be remote viewing over a certain building and looking at a certain thing. Um, I used to be able to do that a lot when I was younger, but a lot lately I haven't been doing it enough. I remember the last experiment, experience I had of it when I was remote viewing, um, and it wasn't, it was just spontaneous, I didn't feel like I was controlling it, or it's just a skill that I haven't really, haven't really, I should be learning more, but I haven't, um, you know, we're all guilty of not, like, of, of not doing everything we should be, um, but it's something that I've experienced subtly, and it's more like you're in a meditation state, and your consciousness actually, like, looks at a certain place, you know, for example, like, um there was a program called um Stargate, um, but that was actually based off a real, um, a real psychic um what's the word I'm looking for? It was actually a real like kind of um it was a real organization that was set up as a undercover thing by the government. And um the likes of um um Stefan Schwartz, Dean Radin, um Russell Tagg. You know, they were all a part of this program called Stargate, where they were basically working on all these different things like remote viewing psychic abilities. And remote viewing was like a big thing that was at the heart of these things. But if you type in the word Stargate, um, that's a real thing that no one ever knows if the program was disbanded. But the likes of Russell Targ and Dean Radin and people like that, you know, they've done talks and wrote books about this now, and I've read many of them. <clears throat> and um, they believe that they're not too sure because obviously their tenure ended on that program, but. Obviously, eventually, once you're not in the loop of the government, you don't ever get any more information. But I wouldn't be surprised if them programs still continued, you know. But they said they had a lot of interesting findings in terms of remote viewing and things that people could find certain things. More people were talented. Um, you know, the government were using people uh, remote viewing to spy on people and stuff. So there's, there's a lot of truth in that, you know. I'm going to answer a few more. I'm going to jump into a few more comments and then I'm going to... Xayah uh, said... Uh, yes and infinite but live like dan you're a beautiful spouse and go off the grid and live a beautiful life in a beautiful van yeah big love thanks for that like i say it just it doesn't have to like reality doesn't have to look one way it's you know like it can look many different ways for different people you know your idea of beauty is different to what my idea of beauty is you know like your highest law of attraction is completely different to mine you know like what you desire in your soul because we all have unique souls, you know. We all desire different things, you know. And it's just all about working towards it, you know. You know, your your soul could be like, you know, you want a big mansion, you know, you want a swim pool, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, you know. If you're doing it out, if you if you manifest a a, man, a mansion and you manifest a swim pool from love, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. If you don't have to like do over anyone to get to that, then it's absolutely fine, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> You know, as um as Jesus says, like Jesus says in um in his talks, he says like when he reached a one with God, you know, he had a full um realm self, you know, like where he could do anything he wanted, which is mad, you know. So you know, like it's there's nothing wrong with having things, you know, like you know what is this place anyway? It's an illusion, you know. But it's 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 not about having. There's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with like. Uh, having abundance abundance is a part of god's love you know it's a part of the the nature of this universe you know like that's what look at the look at the realm we're in you know like the realm that we're in right now is abundant you know it's like you can grow food it's like it's amazing you know but it's it's about like kind of meeting that abundance and finding your way to that abundance without hurting anyone without like uh, sinning you know like without um doing any harm to people you know it's like trying to like match that frequency and that vibration through through your through love and being good to people you know and helping people and obviously that's when you become more of a match to that manifestation by being better you know and giving back to people um anyway i think i am going to leave it there I'm, I'm, there's so much stuff coming in um but i kind of like um so people are talking to each other as well so it's sometimes hard when people are talking to each other but anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you liked that one. I definitely spat, 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 spat off. Definitely spat off. <laughs> I spoke about some interesting stuff there, that's for sure. But anyway, I love you all, and um, I'll catch you in the next one. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be doing one on Sunday. <clears throat> I'll see if, I'll see how I feel. But I was just feeling that, like something was telling us to do this one tonight. <clears throat> and I definitely feel like it was a good one, and there was definitely some real good stuff spoke about. So I'll see how I'm feeling on Sunday. I might do another one. If not, uh, it'll be probably the Sunday after or whenever I feel like doing one. That's just how I'm rolling at the moment. But I love you all. Hope you have a good night wherever you are in the world, and um, or a good day wherever you are in the world. And keep seeking as always. Uh, big love. Hope you liked that one. Um, I hope you're having a good day wherever you are in the world as well. Thanks for sitting through this one. Um. If you can, as always, check out the one of doing your option, please, and the Patreon page. I'm also now offering some personal coaching. If this interests you on your journey, feel free to reach out to me. And anyway, just to play this one out, as I always do, this is a song that has a bit of a Portuguese influence. It's by an artist called Claudia Pascoal. I think that's how you pronounce it. And last name is pronounced, uh, spelled P-A-S-C-O-E-L. And the song is called To Have and Not To Have. So, anyway, enjoy this one wherever you are in the world and keep seeking as always big love.
0: Como é que fazes isso? Diz-me outra vez. Eu e tu que contas como foi o teu mês? Amor e compromisso toda E abraçados através de um ecrã Ter e não ter Abraçar o ar Sorrio a sonhar Que te tenho aqui Do teu dia Em busca de paz Mas quando a noite cai Aqui o sol renasce Onde está Ter e não ter Abraçar o ar sorriu a sonhar Que te Sonhar que te tenho aqui